Welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope everyone's having an absolutely blessed and wonderful day today. I just got some information. This is interesting. Remember, I've been talking for the last month or so how Australia has been kind of the epicenter for the giant globalist push in removing individual rights and liberties and trying to aggressively force them to comply with these draconian laws. And I'm sure you guys have seen the videos now. I've gotten emails all through my inbox from customers and listeners we have in Australia. And the level of tyranny they're experiencing right now is it's saddening. It's, it's, it's horrible on what they're doing and not. And people can't even go online and say stuff on Facebook about the lockdown, even though, you know, they've had, I think, uh, less than 1,000 deaths allegedly from COVID, you know, with a population of almost 27 million people. Think about those numbers for a second. And yet they've continued to crack down. Now, you remember years ago, about two, three years ago, I brought up articles, and it's been ongoing in China, about how China started doing facial recognition and ID systems to get onto the Internet. This is one of the ways that they were able to come in with the social credit score and monitor and maintain and essentially reduce and silence any type of dissidence because they knew as soon as you did something online, you no longer just had an IP address. Heck, you had to have your facial recognition system scanned or you had to have a ID system just to log on to the Internet. Well, Australia now has announced, along with multiple other countries that are getting ready, that are pretty much following suit on this exact same platform, except they're trying to say it's for everybody's safety. Of course, that's what they always do. This article is from biometricupdate.com. It was just released yesterday. It said, progress and plans for a national digital identity system and biometric e-government solutions are being announced all over the world, especially in Australia, that they have now included a $250 million independent investment by Australia's government. Australia is planning to spend $250 million to upgrade its online systems with full biometric facial recognition for user authentication to access a range of services, the Tech Time reports. Services that facial recognition could be used to access, including employment listings, voter registration, financial filings, welfare payments, and retirement benefits. Now, what's crazy about this is the digital technology is intended to set up the full integration of what they're calling the MyGovID digital ID program that will tie into another 14 additional services in the future, such as filing and receiving tax numbers. So basically your tax filing number, which means they're going to they're gonna suck everybody into the system as soon as they get it up and running. Now, the thing that was crazy about this is I pulled up the full Tech Times article, and I'm trying to figure out, obviously, you, all, you can always tell when somebody's behind the scenes. I've already told you before how, how sketchy a lot of the stuff is when billions of dollars start showing up. So they said the largest chunk of the digital technology package costs more than $400 million, which will be used to upgrade business registers to allow companies to view, monitor, and update their data seamlessly in one location. The various systems and integration upgrades are included in the $4.5 billion investment to provide the Internet to millions of Australians. 
listen to this, the funding was raised through the help of a private sector market borrowing so it doesn't hit the budget bottom line. It on top complements the current $1.6 billion spent on cybersecurity investments and online safety. The National Broadband Network will soon allow 6 million Australian homes to get access to ultra-fast broadband 5G. So this is another situation that's tying into 5G very aggressively right now that we've kind of touched on and now we're seeing it roll out full force is the aspect of biometric software being used to simply get online. Online is a, is a free platform, so to speak. It's the World Wide Web. You have a service or a connection service that helps you get on the Internet, but the Internet should never, and in my opinion, can never be prevented from being able to be accessed in general, and that's exactly what Australia is doing. That's what China is doing. Saudi Arabia is doing it. Pakistan is doing it. A handful of countries have already started doing it. Is they're wanting to know who you are with facial recognition software as soon as you get online, and I don't have to go into a rant for you guys to understand exactly the draconian measures that are going to come about from this in the pursuing years once the government starts cracking down on what people say and look at. China, you can just look at China and see the perfect example of what happens when you allow a communist regime to come in and allow access or prevent access to the World Wide Web, and that's what they have over there. I mean, there's a lot of websites you can't even look at. They're blocked. If you go to a certain website that's not blocked and you're not supposed to look at it, once your biometric ID gets flagged, you automatically drop your credit score by 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 points. You do it a couple times, you can't rent a car. You can't get in a hotel. You can't keep a job. You can't get insurance. You go de facto homeless just by a few simple actions that the government deems horrible for you to do, even though they have no negative impact on you or anyone else. The government is the all-powerful, all-knowing Oz, so to speak, in China, and that's exactly what what they're poisoning Australia for here right now so they can cut down and control any and all online dissent. Very crazy, but I want to start off with that, Dad, because apparently it seems that Australia is the new beta test for a new world order takeover as far as with everything that's happened now with COVID. Very, very sad to see that. It's, uh, it's more than that, Austin. I mean, a very, very good summary, but it goes deeper than this. It goes to AI. It goes to artificial intelligence. It goes to Genesis chapter 6 of creating a negative energy field around the entire world so that everyone's thought will be evil all of the time. Let me give you an example. AI will monitor the websites. AI will do the social credit score. Now, remember, AI will be an interdimensional interface into another dimension through a D-wave computer into Lucifer's lair. This is what the goal is here. It has... This, this is Kabbalah. This is all this is, is to bring in the serpent god because they want to make it as negative as they can to feed the energy, to feed the beast. And what they'll do is you'll get kicks, positive kicks in your social credit score for going to websites that are bad. Now, I'm not going to even mention bad websites because I'm not going to promote weird, stupid, sick, perverted stuff. But you'll get negative websites for going to places, negative credit scores for going to places with alt news, real alt news. So pretty soon... The general population will understand that when they log in, that they're going to have their biometrics read. They will know exactly who they are, where they are, and everything they look at online. That's where this is going, guys. Full government 
surveillance intervention in everything you look at, you read, and you think. That's where it's going. Beta testing Australia. Because remember, Australia is less than 10% of the population of the United States. It's a much easier market to deal with, plus it's an isolated continent. They don't have to deal with a bunch of other variables from Canada coming in or Mexico coming in or whatever. They can choke down the Internet direction. The Internet, how should I say this? The, they can choke down the Internet connections from all over the world by slowing the speed down. In other words, if you've got a cable or a satellite connection that can take X amount of data per second, you just slow it down by 90%. They can easily do that. And by doing that, it cuts off the outside world information, and they can basically beta test Australia and push them into this total lockdown that they want to push them into. This is part of the whole globalist CFR, Rothschild, United Nations nightmare, draconian lockdown of the entire planet. A prison planet is what they want. Because we, the sheeple, are waking up. I mean, we've got literally demonstrations all over the world now. Millions of people demonstrating all over the world about coronavirus lockdowns. We had nothing changes. The government has become so draconian that they won't even listen to their own people anymore because they realize that the voting now because of diebold election machines, because of digital hacking, is completely and totally controlled in most countries that have internet access by the same cabalists that run the world. This is why we have such a problem with our debates in the United States now. It's all been done down. Carmen sent me something the other day, and it was absolutely, in fact, she sent it to me yesterday. I'm going to read it to you. Brilliant analogy. She goes, she goes, yesterday's show was awesome. You two cut straight to the truth. She loved it. She goes, I know it really was. It, it was like pro wrestling matches, the debates now. They dumbed down the debate to the level of a young child. It was really insulting. They must believe that most Americans are mentally challenged. It was more bread and circuses. We should be embarrassed as Americans. The world is going to think we're idiots. I think the whole thing was staged. And, you know, now we know that Joe Biden, I told you this yesterday, it's been confirmed, was wearing a wire. And I'm telling you that they had him geeked up on something. You know, they had him. There's no way that this guy who can't remember his name half the time that he's running for the presidency could have performed as well as he did during the debates. Can't. You know, yesterday I was speaking to one of our listeners, Sarah from Dixon, Tennessee, and we were talking about how she listens to the show with her husband every day, and they've got a wonderful son. His name is Sean. He's eight years old, and he listens to the show. And, you know, and this is the future of America, kids like Sean. If we can get enough kids to wake up at a young age, why? Because we have to retrain the youth. We've got to take children who are young, and we have to teach them the way of the word as far as the Lord and what the Bible says, because we've left that behind. All we've done is raised a bunch of snowflakes. That's it. In fact, there's an article from Alt Market. I'm not going to give you the name of it. I guess you could call it a sissification, but that's not what it says, you know, of the current world and the current youth. And here's, an, here's a quote. What if a generation of kids were so thin-skinned and untrained in stress that they panic and run to the nearest authority figure for help at the first sign of trouble? What if they're so spoiled that they never learn to take care of themselves? What if all their life experiences were in the form of a safe, insulated, digital fantasy world where there was no real risk? Now imagine you didn't take this highly coddled and sheltered generation and you suddenly exposed them to a massive crisis event, such as an economic crash or 
even a threat of a global pandemic. How would this group of children now moving into adulthood without any practical skills or emotional toughness respond to their situation? All of their actions would be reactionary and rooted in panic and terror because they've never been trained to deal with acute stress events. They are now a walking time bomb of fear. They might respond by running and hiding, or they might respond by lashing out violently. Now, could you say protesting? You know, burning down cities? But in either case, they'll have no self-control and be ruled by emotion and adrenaline rather than logic and reason. Now, isn't that interesting that, you know, he's writing an article like this. It's from Brandon Smith, and he's talking about what's happening right now with our population and our children and what's happening with this current generation. I mean, look at this presidential debate about how dumb down we were. I, I told you guys what was going to happen is we were going to be painted as a laughing stock of the entire world because of this debate. The degradation, deterioration of the United States is once a great nation. Daily Mail says, The world press paints America as a global laughingstock and slams the shameful presidential debate as a national humiliation. Told you. Told you it was going to happen. Media outlets across the globe shamed the United States following Tuesday night's turbulent presidential debate. President Donald Trump and Democratic nominee Joe Biden interrupted each other and threw insults throughout the shocking 90-minute debate. British outlet, The Guardian, branded the event as a national humiliation. German news magazine, Der Spiegel, eviscerated the debate as a joke, as a low point of shame for our country. The Times of India wrote, the U.S. embarrassed itself before the world for nearly 100 minutes of the debate akin to mud wrestling. State's Chinese newspaper, The Global Times, slammed the event as the most chaotic presidential debate ever. They're right. Every one of these articles are right. Even Pierce Morgan, who nobody likes. I mean, everybody loathes Pierce Morgan. He, he finally, even a blind squirrel could find on acorn every once in a while, he said, rude, doggery, Biden won the shameful, humiliating sham of debate, but only because the vile Trump and the impotent moderator were even worse, and the biggest losers in this mudslinging fiasco were the American people. I could have said any better. I don't, even, I don't even like Pierce Morgan, and I'm quoting him. And then this is another one. This goes back to what Carmen said. Trump, Biden, cage, fight. Stokes global perception of a country in decline, mired in chaos. Whoa. There was a time when much of the world watched President Donald Trump's conduct with a mix of worry and amusement, concern about U.S. policy but con and content to watch this spectacle. The time has passed. The global reaction to Tuesday's presidential debate was somber and disquieted as countries considered a new, increasingly real possibility that the U.S. president could challenge the results of the November's election, rattling the foundations of democracy and roiling the global economy. Now, guys, here's the thing. They're pushing this roiling the global economy because they want to create a new world order through chaos. Remember, out of chaos will come a new world order. That's always been their mantra. That's part of what the Kabbalah teaches. And this is what they want to do. And so all of these things are happening with what's happening with the children, what's happening with testosterone being reduced in men, with plastics being introduced that actually lower testosterone because they're estrogen compounds that we get into our bloodstream as men, which are antagonistic to testosterone, which drop testosterone down. Look at the young boys today. Look at them, how frail they are, most of them, how skinny they are. You can't even tell if they're a boy or a girl. Yesterday there was one walking down the street in Tampa. We were having lunch, and I looked at Sharon, and I said, I can't tell if that's a man or a woman. I couldn't tell. It was the weirdest thing. It was so odd. It looked like it might have been a man. It was dressed like a woman. It had long hair, but it had facial hair. And I thought, what the heck was that? You think, well, it just is what it is. 
what do you mean it is what it is? I don't want it to be that way. It's not okay. And see, and this is the problem that we've run into. We've allowed ourselves basically to be trained by these clowns who are running the planet through the CFR, through idiots like Henry Kissinger, who basically want to basically sterilize the entire planet and bring in his Luciferian New World Order. But, you know, we've got to realize that people are waking up. Now, South Park, Austin, I've quoted South Park before. Now, I'm not recommending you watch South Park. Some of the stuff's funny on South Park. Some of it's just downright crude. Some of it's just perverted and sick. But they actually did a pandemic special, and now they're ripping Trump, and they're ripping Disney, and they're ripping cops. In fact, it shows Trump putting up a sign, you know, on the show how Mexicans and Asians and blacks are dying more quickly from COVID fatalities by race than other groups such as whites. And he's saying, hey, I told everybody I was getting rid of the Mexicans, so now they're dying like crazy, so this is better. It's a good thing that we have this going on. I mean, the whole thing was a spoof, but it was ridiculous. The president refuses, noting that he made a promise to the American people to get rid of all the Mexicans. I mean, this is the kind of stuff they do on South Park. And it talks about Disney going to China and bringing this, this disease back over to the United States. And then at the very, very end, it basically says, I just – I." He said, he saw the guy who did the South Park episode said, he said, I'm not any better. I don't care any more than anyone else. He said, I did all, all of this because I just want my life back. I just want my life back. And guys, it's true, isn't it? How many of you want to be able to go back out to an area in your town and have dinner without having to walk in with a mask? We can do that now here in Florida, but some restaurants are still requiring you walk in with masks, but they can't find you anymore. They can still throw you out. Disney told me that very clearly the other day. They'll throw you out if you don't have a mask. Spoke to the guy on the phone. But how many of us want to be able to do things like we used to do? Like not have to socially distance or have a party at our home or whatever. Now the governor of the state of Florida has allowed us to come back and do these things again, but he's being eviscerated by international and national press. I told you that's going to happen. See, all of us together have to work at changing this. Because remember... These Kabbalists run the world, this death cult, so to speak, if you want to call it that, which is what it is. It's a death sex cult is what it is. They basically are only a few thousand in number. We have billions of us. The problem is they control the media. But, you know, we had a ray of light come through. It said Seagram heiress Claire Brothman, basically Kabbalist, basically death cult member, is jailed for seven years in order to pay $500,000 for bankrolling Keith Rainier's Nexium sex cult. She was sentenced to 81 months in prison on Wednesday at the U.S. District Court in Brooklyn. You know, Brofman is a member of this death sex cult. Okay, Brofman pleaded guilty last year to charges of racketeering, conspiracy, and conspiracy to commit identity theft. Rainier was convicted last year of turning women into sex slaves who were branded, literally branded, with a hot iron with his initials. In a letter last month, Brofman wrote that she never meant to hurt anyone. Oh, you, you, you sicko? Of course you did. But she couldn't disavow Rainier because he had changed her life. What, he turned you into a sex slave? Is that what you wanted out of your life? So all of this stuff is coming out, including the sex death cult that Jeffrey Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein ran. Notice how quickly they had to get him off the national scene. How quickly he got off the national scene. And guys, it's so important that we realize that this group of international bankers who are Kabbalists, who are Druids, who practice ancient Canaanite sex magic rituals and fertility rituals, that these are the clowns 
that run the planet. And the quicker we get a hold of this, the better we can stand against it. And then we can realize that without Christ, there is no hope in this. That's why they hate Christianity so much. Because of the power that Jesus gave us through a blood covenant with the Most High God. Because he made God Almighty a covenant head with us as humans. And that's why they hate Christ so much. That's why there's this atavistic hatred of him. And But we have to understand that because we're in blood covenant with God through Christ, Jesus is the author, the finisher, the perfecter of our faith. He's the Lamb of God. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the Counselor. He's the Good Shepherd. He's the Savior. He's the Redeemer. He's the Deliverer. He's the Messiah. He's Lord God Almighty. And we've got to remember that. We talked about that yesterday, about the lyrics of these songs and how they have come out for the last 50, 60 years to slam Jesus, to slam Christianity through the Frankfurt School, all controlled via the Kabbalists. Understand who's doing this and realize this is a battle between good and evil. It's an interdimensional battle that's been raging for years and years and years. And they're doing everything they possibly can to complete it as far as to bring us under a new world order, under Lucifer. And we can't allow that to happen. We've got to stand firm in our faith. We've got to realize that this is the day the Lord hath made, and I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. I will commit my plans unto the Lord, therefore they will succeed. And I will stand and resist this with every fiber of my being for all the days of my life and if we have that attitude guys we will delay this we will prevent this I believe in my heart really do, do that from happening in our lifetime or our children or our grandchildren's lifetime that we can put a big spike in the heart of this vampire squid at least for a little while but the world is continuing to capitulate to these guys and continuing to do more and more and more this thing that Austin talked about in Australia and what they're doing down there, this is a beta test of what they plan for all of us. What do you think, Austin? That's yeah. I mean, you, you nailed it on the head. I mean, that's what a lot of people I think have seen. And if that if that debate didn't wake you up the other night, and I don't mean wake you up as far as you actually learned anything from it, like what they said. But what I mean is, didn't wake you up to show you what they're trying to get everyone prepped for. And it's simply this: it's chaos. That's what that entire, that entire debate brought one word to mind, and that was chaos to me when I watched it. It was controlled chaos, and it was scripted chaos. Now, they may not have had scripts they were following, but they had a very, very tight narrative. I told Dad that yesterday. I said, it's interesting. There were numerous instances where Trump could have come back with information directly from the CDC discussing how only 9,000 people have died directly from COVID in the United States or how there's been research about vitamin C and D3 helping to boost the immune system. I mean, I talked to you guys about that yesterday with that article from Dr. Michael Hollick saying, that, you know, the 54% reduction in basically catching COVID if you have proper D3 levels. There's, there's all kinds of stuff, but that, that didn't go with the narrative. And now I called it out before I even saw any of it on the news. I've seen multiple things of it now about the whole thing with the white supremacist. Wallace did that on purpose. That was a complete and total crap shot, as far as my opinion. That was a low-life yep. move designed to do exactly what it was supposed to do as far as coupling militia and Proud Boys with white supremacy. He did that on purpose. That wasn't, that wasn't by accident. He already knew he was going to hit Trump with that question intentionally to try to couple both of one of which. Now you have Facebook that has now said 
all ads in the United States on Facebook and Instagram that discuss voter fraud being widespread or election results invalid or any type of aspect of delegitimizing any lawful method or process of voting or voting capitation on it is illegal, inherently fraudulent, or corrupt will result in full banning. Meaning, they're saying now, if you have any ads, if you have anything up that you post on an ad that discusses voter fraud, that discusses the 80 million alleged mail-in voter ballots, which that's the number they said on the, the, the debate the other night, I can't verify that, that's what they said, that all these votes that are getting mailed in, all this stuff that's going on, if you question any of it in an ad on Facebook, it's immediately banned and pulled down. Why is that? Because there's a high probability we're going to see some really, really, really sketchy stuff this year. That's why I told Deb before. We were talking about it yesterday again, and I said, you understand. I said, this is pretty much, you can pretty much get an idea now. You can see what's about to happen in the next four to six weeks. It's pretty easy to figure out. From what we saw in that debate to what we've seen in other articles to what we've seen with George Soros and the tens of millions of dollars he's given to each of these groups, you can see what's about to happen. And even they got the populist prep, guys. They got them prep for the other night. That November 4th, it doesn't matter. The votes aren't going to be in. That they do not have to be postmarked until November 4th. That it may take up to a month or more to have the final tally count of who actually won the election. And of course, when you can have that level of manipulation and corruption, you already know what they're going to try to do. And they're trying to poison it so it doesn't matter whichever direction it goes. If Trump wins, he did it by cheating, and they're going to riot, and they're going to try to throw him out. If Biden wins, it's probably going to be directly by cheating. And they're going to basically say Trump has to step down. And if he calls question into anything, including a recount, they're basically going to come in and say, we have to throw you out of office now. This is, this is, this is going to go sideways in the fall. So that's why I told everybody, get prepared for it, get ready for it, because they're already telling us what they're planning on doing. At the same time, we have the perfect storm with the economy coming into something that you know we haven't seen really ever before with the aspect of forced shutdowns of businesses. We've seen recessions. We've seen depressions. That's not something new in the United States. We've had our heavily manipulated financial system through the Federal Reserve since 1913. So we know what happens when these clowns in the Fed want to manipulate the money. They can shut down the economy. They can open up the economy and aspects of money. But we've never had the government actually physically come in and forcibly shut businesses down. And ironically, I've said this a million times before, not a million, but said it dozens of times before, I always thought it was ironic how they got to tell people who were essential and non-essential businesses, oh, you're not essential, but Costco, Sam's, Walmart, Target, all these guys, they're essential. You have to understand, they have to be fully open, and you have to, we have to let as many people as possible because they have to shop. But we know you sell some similar stuff, but it doesn't really matter because you're not essential. So you can't be open. And by the way, we're going to take you to jail if you open up your business, which has happened in repeated states. That wasn't by happenstance. That wasn't by coincidence. That was to shut down the entire economic engine of the United States as fast as possible. Now they're seeing that New York City is becoming the epicenter for business closures and bankruptcies this year at an all-time high. They said there were nearly 6,000 business closures, which has resulted in a 40% increase in bankruptcies since March this year across all 
five districts in New York. They said this is unprecedented how they're closing all these businesses all across the all across the the state, all across the city. And they said it's not getting better, it's getting worse. Well, it's because you have an absolutely out-of-control communist governor up there who refuses to let people go into restaurants and eat, who allows BLM and Antifa terrorists to run around and literally firebomb the city. All at the same time, he's telling everybody else, you can't go out in public. You can't open your store. You can't go shop at this store. You sure as heck can't go eat at this restaurant inside. But hey, listen. These BLM and Antifa terrorists that are firebombing stores, listen, they're doing it because it's their right to protest. That's their right. We can't tell them they can't protest, but you sure as heck can't open your business. Guys, wake up. See what's happening. If you're one of these states and it's getting this bad, I encourage you. It's, it's time to look for an exit strategy. I've been saying that for months. These cities are going to turn into absolute hell holes when this starts. You don't have to look very far, but to other countries that have fallen under the same communist takeover. When you saw what's happened in Russia and numerous European countries, when we've seen what's happened basically in South America and multiple countries down there, anytime you have a full-blown communist revolution in a country like they're attempting to do right now, major cities are the absolute worst place you can possibly be. Now, if that being said, you don't have the ability to you know, sell a place right now because the real estate's gone to crap in that area, at least try to have an outlet or a friend or family outside of the city that you can start working with and training with and building communications with and maybe even having some extra food or weapon caches, whatever you need to have. I mean this sincerely right now because now we're seeing all this starting to happen, and now you guys remember, last year... It came out, actually it was the beginning of this year, but it came out for 2019. Forbes even put this out. I think it was like February of this year. It said the U.S. farm bankruptcies reached an eight-year high last year. That was last year, guys. That wasn't this year. That was last year. They said even though the number of farm bankruptcies in the United States is below an average historic high, it went up basically significantly by 2019 with Chapter 12 bankruptcies as far as restructuring finances and avoiding liquidation and foreclosure. They said family farms filed 595 such bankruptcies in 2019, which was an eight-year high, which means we're seeing that more than what we saw as far as in 2011. Well, what does that mean? Well, we've seen the droughts, you've seen the floods, you've seen all the significant things happen in the Midwest with the food supply chains. With the weather, now you've coupled it and taken into everything we've seen now with the aspects of the shortages, the food, the businesses being shut down, all these facilities and manufacturing plants that were shut down for months. This is going to be a perfect storm coming into the fall and going into next year. And that's why I've encouraged everybody, make sure you have some essential food stacked up. Make sure you have some water bottled up. Make sure you have some ammunition and some tools and some medic equipment, including tourniquet, quick clot, you know, gauze, Israeli bandages, anything that you know how to use effectively, make sure you have it on deck. Because once this starts, the more self-sufficient you are and the people that are around you that are self-sufficient, everybody's going to be able to band together pretty good. This is America still. Don't ever forget that. This is the greatest country in the world and still is, in my opinion. But we just have to remember that and quit forgetting who we are and stop pretending we're some communist country that wants to be overtaken by a hardcore leftist. 
This is not what it is. That's what the bankers want people to believe. That's the narrative they keep trying to force onto everybody. You guys remember last week I talked about the Wall Street Journal put out a whole article about discussing how grocery stores and warehouse stores like Sam's and Costco were starting to stockpile food and all types of other aspects that basically at at an unprecedented rate. Now, even CNN the fake news network has even come out now with an article with some half-truth in it, stated, worried about more shortages, grocery stores are stockpiling food and goods. And it goes on to say here, so with the high demand of groceries comes higher prices in the aisles. Since March, more Americans have been eating at home. It's probably a good thing. But grocery expenses have been growing. This is partly due to the fact that food manufacturers and grocery stores are rethinking their pricing strategy and trying to stockpile food for a demand demanding surge in the future. This isn't something that's new. This isn't something that's novel. This isn't something that caught anybody by surprise. This is something I've talked about for years. And that's why I've encouraged everybody, if you can't afford the organic food buckets we have, that's fine. I mean, whatever you can get for your family is the best. I know last night I ended up having, we had a bucket that was basically had been cracked, had been damaged. And so we have a bunch of the individual packets inside that I've been looking at. And we keep them for backups if we ever have any issues or if we have one that basically is damaged. And so I tried one. The, the Primavera pasta, it's organic pasta and cheese last night. Real high carb, real high fat. Not something, I'm telling you right now, it's not something you're going to want to eat if you're trying right now currently to lead up in the middle of right now. But during an issue when you need as many calories as you can get, that is probably going to be one of the best tasting, healthiest, cleanest foods you could possibly get your hands on. It took me about 15 minutes to make it and four cups of water. I ended up throwing a bunch of organic chicken in with it because I wanted to add protein, obviously, to all the pasta. And uh, it was actually really, really good. It incredibly filling. I mean, I wasn't, I ate it after my workout. I wasn't hungry like the rest of the night. I had like no appetite. I was full. I was like, okay, this is solid. You know, some good food. Cause I, I hadn't really tried that one yet. I tried a soup one in there, but I hadn't tried that one. I said, you know what? I said, I don't need a lot of pasta, but I need to know what this stuff tastes like. If I, if I want to make some pasta, if I got to crack one of these buckets open that's in my closet, I need to know how it's going to cook, what it's going to taste like, and how palatable it's going to be. And it was delicious. Gave some to the kids. They absolutely scarfed it down. So I went, okay, fair enough. Because I don't know about you, but I've had many different stored foods, including MREs and stuff before. I mean, there, there, there's a, a lot to be desired when you're eating MREs. Now, only benefit of those is that you don't have to cook them with any water, but the problem is the sodium content and the preservative content is really, really high in MREs. So they have a place if you're out in the field, especially if you're away from home or you're doing any type of recon, they're great to have in a pack. But if you're at home and you have a community and you're trying to help everybody and get everybody fed, these organic food buckets we have, I have to say, they're the best tasting ones I've ever had. And I'm not doing this to try to use it as a sales pitch. I'll tell you that right now. I don't care. If you don't buy them for me, that's fine. If you want to buy beans and rice from the store, buy whatever fits in your budget and works best for you. I'm just telling you, a lot of people want convenient, easy, high-quality, storable food, and that's why we went and stuck strictly only with the fully certified USDA organic food. And another reason why I wanted to test it last night and see how it felt, I wanted to see how I was going to feel after eating it. I'll tell you right now, I I was going to be a guinea pig on it because I'm very sensitive to food because I eat very clean. You can ask dad, you can ask anybody. I mean, I'm I'm very strict on my diet. Occasionally, you know, I'll I'll cheat on something, but even my cheating is still far from that in most cases. And so I want to see, 
like if I eat this stuff, am I going to get really sluggish? Am I going to get a stomach ache? Am I going to get real tired? And honestly, I felt fine. I mean, it was late at night. I had already worked out after I ate, so I was just chilling out. But dude, my energy levels were good. My mental acuity was good. And I was like, okay, all right, this is actually organic pasta. Cause I can tell real quick whenever I eat pasta that's not organic and it's been contaminated with pesticides and herbicides, I usually get a stomach ache from it. I'll be honest with you. I don't feel good. And I get real bad brain fog. That didn't happen to me last night. So as far as I'm concerned, that truly is. And granted, I know it's labeled. I know it's stamped. I know the USDA has fully certified it, but still, I'll be honest with you. I'm always skeptical. So after last night, I really realized they actually have full certified organic ingredients in this because I felt just as good as I normally do when I eat my regular food at home. So I want to kind of share that, Dad, to let people know this is the real deal. I finally tested it, and that's me, and I'm very, very picky about what I eat. <laughs> uh, you know, my dad was born in 1901, and he saw the entire you know rise of World War I, World War II, Korean War, Great Depression, saw it all, saw it all. And he lived to be, you know, I think 83 years old. He, he died like in 84. And, you know, and what was interesting about this is dad really warned me about what was happening even back in the 80s, about how the money was being basically devalued and how it was being monetized and how he had seen what had happened in the Weimar Republic when his relatives were over there and it was $40 billion for a loaf of bread. He warned me about all that. And he always warned me about banks and about the Federal Reserve and how bad banks were. He said that they had bankrupted the family farms in Iowa. Now, how did they do that? Well, it was very simple. When the Fed contracted the M1 money supply, the money in circulation in 1929, because all that credit had been issued, there was no longer any money to pay back debt. In other words, the money got real, real, real tight. That's why so many people shifted back to using gold and silver, which had been around just 30, 40 years earlier. You know, the turn of the century, they were still using gold and silver, you know, in large amounts. There was still a lot of gold and silver in circulation in 1929. So what happened is a lot of the people with the family farms who had stored gold or who had stored silver, they started paying their bills using gold and silver as a form of currency. Well, then the federal government saw that because they were being run by the Federal Reserve. And then Roosevelt, the communist, passed a law and seized all the gold. That's why they seized the gold, guys, because they wanted to take it out of circulation so it couldn't be used. And we weren't even allowed to have gold or own gold again for another 50 years because it was illegal to own gold, because people had used it as currency. They had used it to buy and sell, and they did not want us to have the opportunity to have a fallback. Dad told me, we never went hungry, Ted, because we were on the farm. We could grow all the food we wanted to eat. And what my grandfather had to do, Louis Brower, he had like 1,500 acres. You know, he was a German immigrant, had come over here in like 1870, could come stay with his relatives in Iowa, in, in Chicago for a few months. Got on a train, went to, went to, went to Iowa, beautiful farmland, pulled the whistle stop, got off in the middle of a cornfield, walked up to the owners of the farm, speaking only German, asked them if he could work for them. They were an older couple. They said yes. A few years later, they retired. They sold him the farm. It's a Horatio, Horatio Alger story is what that was. And then he gradually built his farm up and bought other farms around the area until he had 1,500 acres. The problem is, Opa, had, my grandfather, had basically gone out and had refinanced some of the farms and invested in the markets and had debt on all this 
land that he owned. So he had to break the property up into five different segments. Everybody got like 300 acres, all the kids, and they had to work the farm themselves in order not to have to hire people to work for them because they couldn't afford it because it was basically sustenance farming. They only had the ability to make the payments to the bank from the food that they sold because the food prices collapsed, and people were starving all over the United States, and they had bread lines that had formed everywhere, especially in the major cities, bread and soup lines. So this is what the Federal Reserve Rothschild banking cartel did in 1929 when they forced and caused the Great Depression. Then what it allowed them to do, because so many of these farms went out of business, went bankrupt like they're doing right now, it allowed these giant banking companies to come in and start buying up all the family farms. It was one of the biggest land grabs in the history of the planet back in 1929, 30, 31, 32, 33, because the farmers simply didn't have the money to make the mortgage payments. And they were thrown off the farms. And there were all these auctions all the time happening where people were losing their farms, losing their tractors, losing their equipment. They were basically being auctioned off by the banks. This happened in the United States of America. Now we're seeing a re-up re of that with the few remaining farms that are still out there. And this is what they want to do. They want to control food production. That's one of the primary reasons of chemtrails, chemtrails in geoengineering. It's about flooding the farmlands, about causing drought in the farmlands. Look at this mess in California now, which is one of the biggest areas of farming and grape production and a lot of other vegetable production in the eastern, I'm assuming the western part of the United States. And so they're doing everything they possibly can to control food. So Austin's right. You know, we have these organic food buckets in stock now. We'll probably sell out. We probably won't have any more of them for a while. And I'm urging all of you to do what you can. If you can't get those, go buy canned goods at the grocery store. I prefer, I suggest you get organic. But do something to at least have a two or three month supply of food. Let's say we get to the other side of this. Things seem to be getting okay again. And you, you have to eat something and maybe out of cash. Just break into one of your food boxes like Austin did last night and use that food. You know, you don't have to store it for 20 years. Get us over the hump. October, November. We're in October now. And we're seeing all this chaos already starting. Guys, they're trying everything they possibly can to overthrow the United States, what they're doing. The Fed, because of what they've done with all these incredibly low interest loans and what the government has done underneath Donald Trump, controlled by the Kabbalists, have given big business a huge advantage like Amazon. Amazon's like doubled in value. And these small, small mom and pop companies have gone under. Why? Because this is exactly what they plan to have done. And I've posted this article on the Health Masters website. You know, and Sharon, by the way, thank you so much because, you know, we're getting more and more people into our Instagram account because if something happens to the show, we need to have a way to contact you guys. You know, I, you know, we do, and we can do it through Instagram as long as we allow that to have, be out there. Is it, so that's S-T Brower, B-R-O-E-R, Sharon Ted Brower for the Instagram account. But we need to understand what's happening and why they're doing this and why they're continuing to push through the Fed and tying everything up. Now they're talking about the Fed making direct deposits and bypassing the Treasury, by the way, and going directly into your accounts. This was a long-term goal all along. The Fed took over the Treasury of the United States in 1933 with the Exchange Stability Fund. It took it over anyhow, the bank of the Federal Bank of New York. They took it over. There's a part, there's a seven-part series on the Exchange Stability Fund. I've got to post it on our, you know, on, on our news site. I'll have to repost it again. Listen to that, and then you'll understand how they did it. They also used the Exchange Stability Fund with the Fed and the Fed of New York to help launder all of this dirty money that's coming through the banks. It's all this drug money. 
to the sale of the Afghan heroin. Everybody wants to forget about the Afghan heroin. Everybody wants to pretend like that's really not out there. We're like one of the only shows that actually talks about the Afghan heroin and what's going on. And see, guys, here's the thing. You know, these international banking cartels, they, they don't want you to know what they've been doing. They don't want you to know that because they don't want you to realize who they are. And then when you start poking at them and asking questions about them, they automatically say that you're an anti-Semite, you don't support Israel. You're like, wait a minute. You know, if the CIA director, Haspel, who likes to torture people, personally blocks declassification of Russiagate documents, you know, and we, we complain about it, they'll find a way to twist it and say you're anti-Semitic. And you're like, but I'm talking about Russiagate. Austin talked about this yesterday. When, when Barack Obama was passing all this crazy draconian legislation, this crazy stuff that he did, People would say, if you don't support Barack Obama, what he does, you're a racist. And you're like, but I don't want to support Barack Obama's decisions and these executive orders he's doing because he's wrong and I'm not a racist. It doesn't make any difference. They always try to label you, and then they slam you on social media, and that allows them to get power over you because you're concerned of what your friends may think. That's just a fact, guys. And so what they do, they monitor you. And if you say things you should not have say, they shadow ban you. If that doesn't work, they automatically say that you're a racist. And now you basically shouldn't be listened to because you're a bigot and a racist. And you're a horrible person because you said the Rothschild banking cartel was bad and that they claim to be Jewish, which they're not, by the way. They're the synagogue of Satan. They claim to be Jews, but they are not. They've been interbred and intermarried for so many generations of time. They, they're, 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 all they are is Luciferians. And these people that are in these high druidic circles of Canaanite religious followers, this is generational Satanism. They're born into these families. They're born into these weird rituals. This has been going on for thousands of years. You know, you and I were probably not going to be invited to one of these rituals. I'm going to stop and talk to you for a second. Now listen to me. Mancow Mueller came on our show a few years ago. Came on our, he comes on our show on a regular basis. And he said that he was invited to one of these Babylonian druidic rituals. And he went to it. And he said it was a giant sex orgy. And they had people coming down spiral staircases dressed as nuns and as priests with their genitalia exposed. And he walked into it. And one of the top actresses of that time, and I know the lady's name, she's a Hispanic actress, came over to him naked and wanted to go in the back room with him. He told her no, and he immediately left. And then he was approached on the street a few days later when he was walking in that same area. Why did you leave our Babylonian ritual? Why did you walk out? And Mancow said it just wasn't for me. And they warned him never to speak about what he'd seen. Guys, this, this is coming from Mancow. He talked about it on the show. This stuff is happening all over the world. This is what Stanley Kubrick tried to warn us about in Eyes Wide Shut. This is what he tried to tell us they were doing and what they were involved in. This is the group that runs the planet. It's composed of all these druidic worshiper, witches, warlocks, Satanists, high priests, high priestesses. We're talking about Baal, Asherah, Moloch worship. We're talking about Jezebels from hell. We're talking about the prophets of Baal and the prophetesses, the female prophetesses of Baal, and standing around that big sacrifice and trying to call down fire from heaven and 
God said, then nothing happened. And God told him all to soak down his sacrifice and put water all around it. He not only consumed that, he consumed these prophets and these priestesses of Baal. Guys, this is the group that's been running this planet for thousands of years. They hide in the shadows. It's a shadow government. It's a shadow ruling group. And we've got to understand who they are. And they use these terms like you're an anti-Semite. You know, realizing that we have all kinds of groups in Israel right now protesting against these clouds right now. Israel's on another giant lockdown. This is the same group that's made Tel Aviv the number one homosexual destination in the world. They have brothels there with sex with pretty much anything and everything in Tel Aviv because of the Kabbalists and what they've done. And we have to understand they're the ones that are constantly going out and doing these horrible things and basically creating this chaos all over the world. Now, we have somebody like Julian Assange who comes out and tells us the truth through WikiLeaks. Now, he's like being completely and totally physically, mentally destroyed in prison in England. And now prison officials are telling at a hearing that Assange is to end up at a notorious extreme isolation ADX supermax here in the United States. Oh, so he can never be heard from again. So, Hello, Donald Trump. Hello, for you Q people. Hello, Donald. Julian Assange is rotting in prison. They want to put him into Supermax prison. He'd never be heard from again. It was because of ju- ju- Hey, Donald, it was Julian Assange who got you elected when he put out the Podesta emails about them drinking blood and soul cooking parties and warning you about the Kabbalists. Hello, Donald. You, yeah, you promoted him back when you were running for office. Now you say you don't know who he is. No, Donald, are you there? No, guys, knock, 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 knock. Nobody's home, guys. He's reading a script. A circus clown show. And actually a poorly written script the other night. That whole thing was scripted. I guarantee you. I guarantee you that Donald and Biden and Chris Wallace all got to meet before this thing happened, and they got to go over it and practice what they were going to do. I guarantee you. Now, can I prove that? Absolutely not. That's what I believe. At least they were given the questions and given the order of questions as to what they were going to do. And just to make sure that Biden could stay on cue because of his senile dementia, they had him geeked up on who knows what and gave him an earpiece to wear to tell him what to say. It was scripted, like Carmen said. It was a circus clown show. It was a farce. It was like a pro wrestling match. And the world looked at it and shook their heads. Guys, we were the light on a hill. We were, we, we were the country that everybody looked to for liberty and freedom. And they've allowed us to turn into this with their special interest groups and all of the stuff they've done. Oh, gosh, guys, pray. Pray that God allows us the strength and the fortitude and the ability to stand against this in aggregate. I love you guys. I appreciate you. I had the opportunity to pray for you again today. It means the world to me when I have great kids like Sean and his great parents and all of you listeners who are basically out there supporting the show and helping us to get this message out there. Spread it far and wide. I love you guys. Austin, finish up. Yes, absolutely. And as I've continued to tell everybody and encourage everybody, one of the most efficient ways, one of the most effective ways that we can stand our ground on this is by communicating, getting this information out there, speaking your mind. When you go out to places, talk about stuff, communicate. This is one of the reasons why, in my opinion, with many others as far as the reasoning, 
But one of the reasons why, and I've said this from the beginning when I was on the Hagman show this months ago, one of the reasons why they wanted the face masks and they wanted the bars closed is because they didn't want people conversing in person and talking about this. And quite frankly, it was pretty legitimate argument because I had to have, I didn't find anybody that could actually rebuttal me on it for another good legitimate reason why, besides the entire aspect of the, the ritualistic nature of face coverings and the sixes on every single door and floor and wall when you go in a building, that already was occultish enough. But the aspect as far as from a physical standpoint, you, you notice now, even when you talk to people, it's, it's a nightmare to try to communicate with people with a mask. It's even stupider to watch two people with a mask try to talk. I mean, it's, just, it's, it's idiotic. And we see it all the time still. Not as much down here in Florida because we've opened up, but it was getting insane. Even when I go to stores or I try to buy stuff and I didn't have a mask on, you know, try to communicate. And then, then they have the plexiglass, right? So they got plexiglass. They have you supposedly supposed to be wearing a mask. You have the person on the other side of the plexiglass wearing a mask. And you're supposed to talk to one another and have a cordial conversation about stuff. It's physically impossible. It literally is impossible. You cannot do it. Because you're just like, I just want to get this over with. I want to go outside, and I want to just be done with this. That's how everybody acted. Same thing with the bars. See, the bars you're drinking or eating, they couldn't really make people wear masks. How are you supposed to wear a mask when eating and drinking? So they shut down the bars. They shut them down. Why? Because that's where a lot of people go to talk, to converse, to share ideas. Not necessarily just to get drunk. There's some people, a lot of times, to go to a restaurant or have a beer or two or go watch a game or go hang out. People get together. They didn't want that. They didn't want people having conversations and discussing things without being able to do them through online. Remember, they said the Internet usage skyrocketed higher than it's ever been before in the United States. Why? Because nobody was going anywhere. You couldn't do anything. Everything was via digital talk. You were either texting or calling or FaceTiming or social media people to discuss things. Nobody was around each other. So every single concept, every single context, every single conversation was recorded and data logged. They monitor everything. The NSA already does that. Snowden is very clear about what they do. This isn't some type of, you know, <laughs> some type of conspiracy theory anymore. It's very, very clear what they do with it. And so the fact is, people's inter- information, people's interests, people's thoughts were all recorded now for months on end. And now, when we finally realize the scandemic, the plandemic is gigs up, and we realize the real numbers, even the CDC, what do they do? They double down again, and they say, no, we have to wear masks for another year, like Fauci said, or like babbling buffoon Biden says. If we wear masks, you're going to save another 200,000 lives. Dude, that's complete and total erroneous speculation numbers. There is no way to prove any of that, especially when you have the CDC come out and said, even over the last six months, there are only 9,000 deaths directly from COVID in the entire United States. The rest of them had at least 2.6 or more serious health conditions before they got COVID. Wake up, speak your mind about stuff, and continue to stay prepared. Keep exercising. I'm very proud of a lot of people I know that aren't even, you know, they haven't really exercised in the past. They used to, and now they're getting back into it. A lot of people are getting back in shape everywhere I go now. Even if you can't go to a gym or you don't want to go to the gym or you want to save money, get outside and do stuff. Like that's the other day. A lot of times we'll go out in the backyard We'll grab some of the old dumbbells I've bought over the years. We'll start doing walking lunges until somebody basically gets sick. (laughs) 
mean this sincerely. Start doing sprints with rifles or in full kit. Start doing farmer walks with big heavy dumbbells. There's all kinds of stuff you can do outside to get your conditioning if your health is okay with that. But again, don't be doing anything that pushes your body too far if you have a medical condition. I'm just put that disclaimer out there. But again, thank you for the support of Health Masters. Be sure to check out the product of the week, the D3 10,000K2. You guys, if you listen to the show now, you know how important D3 is, especially with all the research that we've brought up over the last eight months. Be sure to check it out on the website, over 10% off. The food buckets on sale, on the front page, ready to ship, in stock, going out every single day. we got many more going out the door, USDA certified organic. And please sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Get this information out there. Try to wake up your friends. If they don't want to listen to our show, try to drop little snippets on them. Send them Texas. Send them an article. See, I mean, we have all types of articles on the website of what we talk about, stuff that they may be interested in. That's how I've woken a lot of people up. Something, a lot of stuff they don't want to hear, they don't want to talk about. Find an article or an information or a news source that's, you know, alternative, and they're talking about something that person's interested in. And send it to them and say, hey, man, this is weird. This is crazy. What do you think about this? Oh, that is wild. And then you slowly start adding more information and waking them up. Thank you for the support. I appreciate everything you guys do for Health Masters. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.